every freaking second of the day, I'm going to do it. Everybody wants to be mother freaking wealthy. Are you willing to adapt? Are you willing to change? How uncomfortable are you willing to get? How willing are you going to be to allow me to help you? This is a marathon, not a sprint. You give up your right to be average and ordinary. You gotta show up earlier, you gotta be here later, you gotta hit harder, be more productive, be more focused. If you don't see it that way, you will fail at it. You guys have been the pillar and the backbone of Planet First Life now for quite some time. Keep growing. Hello, everybody. Andrew Taylor here. Today, I have Janelle Watson in the office. So this will be exciting. Uh, she works three days a week, which I thought was interesting. This is what I wanted to learn about. You work three days a week. You take care of your two, four kids. You're, you're taking care of four kids um, on, your, on your days off. So you're really busy. And you're on track to make 400 sales and be a Hall of Fame producer. So thank you for coming in. <laughs> Of course. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. If we can start, can you just share your background, how long you've been selling, and how did you get into insurance? Absolutely. Um, so I've almost been doing this a year and a half, and um, I come from an entrepreneurial background. Can you come a little closer? Yep. There you go. Okay. Um, so I come from an entrepreneurial background. Um, I've owned um, other businesses I started in hospitality. I owned a bakery and um, then I got into teaching and then I had a startup. So I've always had that entrepreneurial spirit and knew what it took to have my own business. So when our startup wasn't lucrative, I had to look for my next opportunity and I really didn't want a job. So um, I kind of fell into this, uh, found it on Indeed and... Um, Kind of got fast-tracked through, didn't realize that I had an option. I was told what to do, and I did exactly what I was told to do. And I think that's why I found success really quickly. Um, I think a lot of new agents think things are optional, but when you make them non-negotiables and you just do what you're told, that's how I kind of found that quick success, I would say. That's awesome. And what did you find to be the, was it comparably hard to your other, the other things you did? Is it harder than the other things you did? Like if someone has been doing this in their life, starting businesses, restaurants, whatever it is, and they want to get into insurance, is it similar? Yes, essentially. I would say the biggest difference is if you don't call your leads, your clients aren't waiting for you because they don't necessarily, like you don't have that, you have to create the accountability in your head to realize that if you don't call your leads, like you're doing them a disservice because they may not, not wake up tomorrow. And you have to realize that that's what a lead is. You're protecting a life, you're protecting a family versus when I had a bakery or like a client called in, um, you had to help them because they were reaching out to you versus your reaching out, reaching to, out them. to them. Drew, what'd you say? Oh, Drew's telling me that this, you, this was one of your fears getting on camera and talking about everything <laughs> and that you're conquering it right now. <laughs> yes. And a huge, re 
reason why I'm here is because I'm pushing myself out of my comfort zone. And that's why I said thanks for the accountability because now I have to rise to the expectations. Like you just – I'm on a Hall of Fame run and now if I don't get that red jacket and I'm not at oh, the Hall this, of Fame dinner. like Yeah. So what do you have to do to hit Hall of Fame by the end of the year? Um, 140 uh, more families. Okay. So you – and you're going to do it? Yeah. And you're, are you going to do more than three days a week? So I'm going to do whatever it takes. Um, so essentially, it's not necessarily three days a week. I have my activity points, right? So I have to hit 2,000 activity points every That's single so week to have worked a full week. So whether I do that in two days, three days, four days, I know that I worked a full week if I hit all 2,000 activity points. All right, let's talk about that. Because a lot of people are looking for... I think that you can also get consumed in this where you're busy, but you're not effective. And then you like, you're not happy even though you're making more sales. So a lot of people are looking for that balance. I love that. I've never heard this. Where'd you learn this? So <laughs> a combination, like I listen to so many podcasts. I listen to so many different people and I take what works for me. Like a lot of people on our team, we're only working part-time, like a lot of moms only work part-time and they're really successful. And I was like, cool, I'm going to work part-time. And then I started working part-time and my numbers dipped. And it was because just going part-time <laughs> isn't going to do anything for you. I had to condense my full-time work week into part-time. And so activity points. So you have a sheet and tell us how you get points. And when you finish your, your sheet, then you're done for the week. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, unless I have a more appointments. But yeah, so essentially, every dial I make is a point. Um, every appointment I book is 10 points, and every presentation is 66 points. And I have to get through all 2,000 to have worked a full week. So a point, an appointment is how many? 10. 10 points in a sale? So it's a presentation. Yeah, so you're not even... So anyone watching this, she's not even tracking sales. She's, you're just tracking activity. Correct. Yep. And does that take the pressure off of sales? Yes, absolutely. What because if, it's an activity game. As long as I hit all those points, like I know the numbers are going to be in my favor. Yeah. So, so what if you don't get any sales and all that activity? Has that ever happened? No, <laughs> no, I, I no, it hasn't. Um, but I feel like it's the compounding effect. Like sometimes I've had great weeks and not so great weeks, but it's like a compounding effect. And we always say like the field owes you. Like if I get three no's in a row, then I know my yeses are coming. And so it's just, I always say, just keep swimming. I like think about finding Nemo and Dory and just keep going. And as long as you keep moving and you keep putting in the activity, then the numbers will show up. That's awesome. So what is this like done for you? Has this been better than your other business ventures? Yes, because this fuels my passion for helping people and making a difference um, in the world, but it's also lucrative versus uh, I have worked 16 hours a day, put my blood, sweat, and tears into things to make a difference and was barely paying the bills. Mm. And then you can make money more hypothetically, if you made more money, you can help more people in other ways. Exactly. And I always um, tell myself that I was given a gift to have the wherewithal to find success. And so me not working to my full potential is doing 
other people disservice because I can't give back if I don't work to my full potential to be able to provide for those who don't have the wherewithal to. Yeah. Now, did you think about quitting since all the other things failed? Like, were you like, I'm just going to go do what were you going to go do? Um, before when I was trying yeah. to find, well, actually the odd thing about it was it was the opposite end of mortgage protection. I was going to start essentially purchasing people's homes before they went under and then selling them to real estate investors mm-hmm. and doing that end Wholesaling. of Wholesaling. Yeah. And my dad told me I would hate it because it would physically hurt me to take people's <laughs> homes from them. And so um, when I look at it now from this perspective, I'm essentially allowing people to not lose their homes, which is um, a pretty cool thing to be able to do. Yeah, I've d- I've seen some of those wholesale deals. Crazy. I got some crazy stories about those. Yep. Uh, so if somebody's looking to do this, what do you think like they should look out for that might make it not work out for them? What do you think are some things that people would love about it? Because a lot of people, they're like looking for something else to do. Absolutely. So the biggest thing is, and like the reason I come be around you guys and around other people who are being successful, because like you said, like, I'm a dreamer. I've always leaped into anything and everything, um, any opportunity, and I've always, like, gone for it. And it's always just been, like, Janelle's doing her next thing, whatever it is. Like, And so I feel like the being around people who have done it, I know I can do it. And so it's like following in their footsteps because you'll rise or fall to the expectations people have of you. And... People close to me don't necessarily have very high expectations. So when I put myself around you guys, you now have these expectations of me and I will rise to those, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, we know you're going to hit Hall of Fame. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Uh, Now, what do you see this as, like, as far as an opportunity for people that need to work from home or want to work from home? Can you talk about that a little bit? Because... This is a new opportunity because pre-COVID, we didn't do this. Mm-hmm. After COVID, you're doing all of this from your computer. Yep. You're not going to people's houses. Yep. Yeah. 100% over the phone. So like, who does that open the door for to be able to do this? Yeah. Um, I mean, it opens the door to everyone, essentially. But what I've learned is this opportunity is good for everyone, but not everyone is good for this opportunity. And I think that um, you're looking for key factors in a person because you do have to be self-driven and self-motivated because, like, it's really easy to stop your activity, which is why my activity tracker keeps me accountable, is because after you've been told no a bunch of times in a row or someone's yelled at you, hung up on you, or you went through your, your leads to just stop, and if you don't have that drive or that why like and you have to have a why outside of like even your business goals like what is making hall of fame do for me personally because uh, obviously i'm not just doing it for the clout or the red jacket or whatever it is i'm doing it because of what it does for my family and my future 
And so if you don't have that why to keep driving you on the bad days, then you're going to get defeated really quickly. And don't get me wrong, when I first started, I quit in my head at least <laughs> a dozen times. So and, you just had, you were talking to yourself and you're going, I, I want to quit? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I quit uh, in my head a bunch of times. And so that's the thing is you have to have that do whatever it takes mentality and that just keep swimming and know that as long as you have opportunities, leads, then you can, there's there you can't actually fail you can only quit and so i just had to keep going and i'd always, like on the bad days i'd tell myself okay like if i had a bad week you you may have bad days you may have bad weeks but you won't have a bad month as long as you put in the activity that's so good i love the don't keep swimming thing <laughs> so we have these bracelets that we put one one more day on and we did it because there's been a lot of days where we want to quit and then the next day we wake up and we just go again mm -hmm. and then we have a great day. Yep. But following a day of like, am I crazy? Cause I don't think this works anymore. Have you had that before? <laughs> oh yeah. Like, do I even know what I'm doing? <laughs> yeah. Like does this work or were the last sales just lucky? Yep. And so I've had a lot of those days. And so we, we, we like wearing these, but I, I really love the just keep swimming mm -hmm. a lot. Cause it's like, just, Okay, it went bad. Just keep going. Just keep going. Just keep keep going. What what is this going to do for your family personally? I like, mean, what do you see it like? What what's your what is your why? I mean, my why. A, a, <laughs> I want to grow our family. I would like to have another child. Oh, <laughs> a really? Child. <laughs> yeah. And um and I want to um I mean. We have a 16-year-old who wants to go to Emory-Riddle, which is a very expensive school. Um, I would like to retire my partner so that he can start his own business, but he's the foundation of our family. What, what does he do? He works for Boeing. Nice. Mm -hmm. So he has a really good career, a very stable career, which is why I have the ability to not have, <laughs> to have that because um, so... I've been able to pursue my dreams and I want him to give, give him the opportunity to do the same. That's awesome. That's cool. So when things get tough, that's what you think about. Absolutely. Yeah. That's legit. And your take, you have, can you tell us about your kids? You got two kids and then you're also taking care of your, did you say niece nieces. and nephews? Your nieces. Yeah. So in April, um, my nieces came, I flew out to Virginia and <laughs> got my nieces and, they came to live with us, which was a huge adjustment. Um, going from little kids, we have uh, my partner has a eight and sixteen year old, and they're obviously <laughs> very self sufficient and um, easy. Um, and so then, when we all of a sudden had a a crying baby back in the house, <laughs> it changed a lot. But that's also part of this is you're constantly evolving and what's working for me now may not work for me in six months, and so you have to keep adapting. And growing within your business um, to continually find that success. Yeah, that's huge. Love it. Now, if somebody wanted to work with you, are you building an agency? Yes. So yeah. you help train and teach people and do the accountability tracker. The what? What was it called? The activity activity tracker. Yeah. The activity tracker. Um, it, how could they reach you if they wanted to work with you? Um, I mean. They can call me Instagram. What's your Instagram? Um, Janelle Watson. 
You want to spell it because your name is yeah. spelled kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh, J-U-N-E-L-L-W-A-T-S-O-N. Awesome. Uh, now, if someone wanted tips on talking to customers, what kind of advice would you give them? Like, what have you learned about communicating with customers and leads? And have you found that there's a special lead that's better than other ones? Give us some tips on that. Absolutely. So the biggest thing is, is just be a, a human being. <laughs> They're the person on the other end of the phone is also a human and they want to be treated the same way you would want to be treated. And um, you got to find their, the problem you're trying to solve for them and the why they want it solved and present them a solution. And it's pretty simple as long as like, I hit all the same points in every conversation, but not every conversation goes the same way because obviously everyone's different. And I think that just humanizing yourself and having a conversation with someone is what works for me. Yeah, that's good. Now, do you find that doing it on Zoom or just over the phone is better? Uh, so over the phone, I've always done over the phone. My thing with Zoom is... Um, People feel like they have to look nice <laughs> to be on Zoom and over the phone. Like I catch people like sometimes you call people they're in the bathtub. <laughs> sometimes you we've actually had two bathtub um, people this week. So <laughs> that's why I said that. I didn't know adults still take baths, but they do. Um, but they'll answer the phone. They'll talk to you. They will. I talk to people while they're driving. I talk to. And so it's the convenience factor of being on the phone as opposed to zoom, you have to, it's like you have to be prepared for it's good. a meeting and you don't have any pushback on personal information or anything like that. No, um, no, but I mean, they're pretty easy to overcome if they push back, um, at the end, it's typically because they panic and they actually, it's smoke and mirrors because they're worried about you taking, <laughs> taking their money when they don't have it essentially. And so sometimes reducing and reclosing, works and then other times they just they want it but they know they can't have it so you're saying the objection might not be exactly like what yeah. they're saying it is there's yeah. something beneath that if you dig a little bit deeper exactly so and you might go back and lower the price or lower the coverage or kind of give them a an out mm -hmm. yeah the the there's a book uh popular book how to win friends and influence people have you read that i have not there's a chapter in there about letting people save face and it gives this story about somebody that goes to a store to return a shirt that had deodorant stains all over it. And then the clerk was like, you can't take this. You wore this and then got in a huge fight with the customer. The customer never came back. And then he gave another scenario of them going in mm -hmm. and the manager saying someone, I don't know if you have a relative, somebody may have worn this but it looks worn and maybe you didn't know about it. But for that reason, we can't, we can't accept it. And it gave a completely different reaction of keeping a customer. So what you're doing there is you're, you're not going, you're just finding another way to make them comfortable, even though whatever the problem is, they might not be telling you the real problem, mm -hmm. but you're just going, okay, let's find a different solution. Nicely. Is that kind of similar? Yep, exactly. Because no one wants to tell you they can't afford something. Yeah, for sure. And if it's okay if they can't, but just let's look at lower options. 
Exactly. And like sometimes, I mean, if someone can only afford $20 a month and it's a $5,000 policy, you best believe if $20 a month is a lot for them, that 5000 is going to be life-changing Bam. for their family. That's good. That's really good. Um, any tips on uh, recruiting people? Like, cause this is a business known for recruiting and getting overrides and teaching people how to sell, mm-hmm. but it can also be bad if you recruit the wrong people or don't set the right expectations. What's your advice on that? Um, well, I've been told time and time again, my business is not a charity <laughs> because um, I want everyone to be successful and I want everyone to um, have the opportunity, but it is finding the people who, I don't know, like it's, I have now a very specific uh, recruiting strategy because if I don't want to hang out with you, <laughs> then I don't want you on my team because otherwise it makes it really difficult to grow and to want to help you. And so I feel like that doesn't mean they won't be successful in this. They just might not be my agent. And I know that sounds kind of weird, but um, I feel like I want my team to be compassionate people who are driven for the greater good and um, have a why that's going to keep them going um, because I can't want it for them more than, more they, than want they want it. Otherwise, <laughs> I used to be the same yeah. way. And I feel like at some point I just kind of like hardened around like where not everybody's going to make it and I can't help everybody. So just being okay with it, mm-hmm. you know, but I used to care so much. And then I'm like, why don't they care? Like they're in this bad situation, but I'm more worried than they are, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But one thing that I learned that helped me is finding like-minded people that you get along with makes it an easy business to be in. And if somebody's a pain in the very beginning, then usually it's not going to end up working out. 100%. Have you found that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or like demanding or whatever from the from the start. Mm-hmm. Yep. So now we put them through a gauntlet before, <laughs> before like, because otherwise it was like, you want to do this? Okay, absolutely. I, like, there's no risk on my end, but the amount of time and effort it takes for me to help them is not worth it. So we put them through. I mean, it's just like any sort of other interview process in the sense that I have to want you. Yeah. That's cool. Well, thank you for coming in and thank you for sharing. We'll get you back in after you hit your hall of fame (laughs) and learn all about it. But yeah, I love what you're doing. Like the big thing that I'm taking from this is the activity tracker. You're not putting pressure on sales. You're just putting pressure on activity. And if you complete your activity tracker, then everything else works out and that's how you know you completed your week. So if you want to do that in two days, three days, four days, five days, whatever you want to do, but then it is freeing you up to spend time with your family, which is awesome. So thank you. You're awesome. (laughs) Thank you for coming in and thank you for sharing. Thank you. Cool. Good job.